Hello, and welcome to Roll and Roll. Grab a chair and pull on up to the table. I'll be your host and dungeon master, Brad Hendrickson. And as always, I'm joined by my amazing cast of friends. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. You're doing good, Brad. Thanks. Fantastic. Doing awesome over here. I got Chinese food. You got Chinese food? Oh, man. I, I got Friday. <laughs> I am hungry. I have not, I'm not eating anything yet, and if you can tell my voice is a little bit raspy, I am fighting. Does your voice get raspy when you don't eat? Well, I'm fighting, like, all get out not to get the flu, and so I've been, like, trying to, like, eat, have a lot of orange juice, because uh, mm. I, I cannot afford to be sick. Um, mm. Um, in the announcement departments, we are still going through the process of getting up onto iTunes. That just takes time. So you will be seeing us soon on iTunes and the other major distributors of podcasts. So that'll be cool. Um, I can't think of any other announcements beyond that. Can anybody have any other announcements? Yeah, I've got, I've got one. I'm going to be working on an accent for a Zarbo rather than just using my own voice. So for our dear listeners... Yeah, our dear listeners, I'm so sorry if uh, <laughs> if you hate this, but I figure I'm going to give it a shot, and we'll see how it goes. Patriarchal approves of the notion. <laughs> I love that. Speaking of accents, to, to those who listen, and when I do attempt an accent that is tied to a certain ethnic group, I hope that you understand that is not me making a jab or a joke. At those uh, at, at those ethnicities, it's just my attempt to differentiate the characters in this world based off where they are and kind of what type of accent would be attributed to them. So my terrible mix of Jamaican and Hawaiian, uh, I apologize uh, <laughs> if that has upset he, anybody. He doesn't After mean one, it unless it's incredibly funny. Racist, so. <laughs> <laughs> I am not racist. <laughs> That's what a racist would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Austin oh, oh, Let, Let's bring it together. Eat some Chinese food. <laughs> All right, so what happens next in the story, Brad? <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Let's dive back into the story. So let's grab our dice and roll up an adventure. Last we left off, the Harlequin had crash-landed into the Karasa Sea just off the island of Kawat. On your way of being towed into the uh, island village of Kawat, y'all were attacked by more sea devils, uh, but you managed to escape, make your way into the large lagoon, and then safely into the ports of Kawat. Upon getting onto the, uh, the docks, there was a bit of a scuffle between Captain Dagan Lux and Drapim, as they seemed to have had a difference in how a situation should have been handled. Everybody spent the evening adventuring a little bit around Kawat, uh, seeing what there was in the small little uh, village that was completely on built on platforms over the lagoon. Uh, Y'all noticed that none of the village itself was actually built on land, but instead, the jungle of Kawi separated the village of Kawat with a large wall. Uh, Y'all nestled down at a Miss Lilu's um, hostel, spent the night there, and then have now woken up and gathered once more in the main common area of the hostel uh, with Captain Lux. For the first time, y'all have seen him now wearing a sword, uh, a traveling backpack over his shoulders, and he looks at all of you and, well, 
Is there anything that we're going to need to do before we step into the jungle? Uh, if we have a little bit of time, I would love to speak to any one of the council members. Uh, dude, is that going to take time, or is that like a full thing? I know you're a prince and all, so I know you got important prince stuff. <laughs> uh, well, how about rather I leave them a note? That, that could work, yeah. We'll, we'll have somebody that could uh, deliver to him. Okay. And I totally forgot accent. Sorry there. I'm going to switch over now. <laughs> <laughs> already, already dropping the ball. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, um, Big D, uh, Captain. I I want to go see a councilor. Uh, about what, Drip? Uh, that that's a little personal, but uh, but that's what I'd like to go. Uh, okay. Um. Well, it sounds like there's a big need to speak to council members. Um. I don't know who they are, but I'm <clears throat> sure we could find out. Uh, when we. We did meet Maduma. Uh, yes, I, I think uh, Maduma is one of the council members of Kawat. Uh, maybe spend some time with her, maybe. With the lady from last night? Um, sure. Uh, well, we could attempt to find her. That would be Brian. It, it, okay. Um, uh, and he looks over at the small sweet little lady that has been taking care of y'all's breakfast and foods and, and he asked her uh ma'am uh maduma uh, uh, where can i find her and uh, she gives a quick explanation that maduma is the owner of the shipwrights uh or the the kind of the docks uh where y'all parked and generally can be found there working on ships uh their their small canoes and ships uh so DM question, how much progress have I made on my little project on the ship? Um, give me a dexterity check with proficiency. Awesome. You're a okay. That's going to be a 15. 15. Um, you probably need about one more session, and then you could complete one set of these prototypes. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, all right, I guess off to the shipwrights. I mean, we need to go over there anyways to pick up uh, our uh, package for Tumba. Uh, is Petri going to be carrying our load? Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> Things just got real. I just saw a Zarbo in my mind. together <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Zobo, what was that? Were you talking about me? I was wondering if you were going to carry the package. Oh, where's the... Yes, of course. Of course I'm going to carry the package. Where's that? At the shipwright. Oh, right. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, Captain, can you lead on? Uh, yes, uh, Zarbo. You've, uh, you seem a little different this morning. All right, uh, let's head on. <laughs> um, and... He leads y'all uh, back out of the hostel and back over to the, the shipwrights. And you can see uh, low in the water, only if the deck only a few feet uh, above the surface of the clear lagoon, lagoon, is the Harlequin still slowly rocking in the gentle waves. And you can see in a few docks over are those sailboats that had towed you 
and you can now see uh, the lady Maduma uh, sitting in there with a couple of tools uh, working on some of the frame for one of those sailboats. Uh, Lady Maduma. Uh, uh, yes. Um, I was wondering if we could have a moment of your time. Uh, sure. Uh, what do you need? And she stands up uh, and steps onto the dock. I'll switch into Elvish for... Um, so, we had spoken yesterday of uh, perhaps creating some form of agreement between my people and the Moonfalls and your own people. Um, I do not know how much time we have here to spend, but I thought if we could speak briefly, maybe we could discuss some details, if not finalize anything. Well, um, sure. If there is some kind of meeting we need to have, we can do that. Uh, I will have to speak to the other counselors so they can know a time uh, for when we can all speak. May I inquire what this is about? Yes, uh, so at the very least, my people would like to have an open relationship to trade if um, that is to be had. Uh, at the most, my people are looking for a land that they can call their own. And um, we are being pushed out of our current holding. Um, unfortunately, it is not truly ours and we have not established our own um, foothold, but we are a wandering people. And uh, so, well, we need somewhere to wander to. The island we inhabit is too small, it appears. So, um, if you would like, I can write a letter that would detail what I propose for um, the terms of trade, which frankly would be, from our end, very open. We, we are not big on taxes. And uh, perhaps I could detail a bit more what we would hope for if you would allow my people to wander in your island. Well, I did not catch your name, and she holds out her hand. Oh, I thought I'd introduce myself yesterday. I'm sorry. I am Azabo of Moonfalls, and I'll take her hand. Uh, Azabo of Moonfalls, I wish that I had better news for you, but this council, besides myself and Elder Maga, are not one to welcome strangers to Kaui. Uh, Mutalu, a tradition, would uh, generally have us stray away from strangers. But I will see that you have this meeting. It is only fair considering what you are doing for Tumbat. Thank you very much for your time, Aduma. I will, as I said, write out a letter that actually provides details uh, regarding this so it is not something so um, vacuous. Yes, I would appreciate that, and I'm pretty sure the council would appreciate finer details as well. Okay, I will take a bow and move on off. Okay. And she looks around. Um, I did not get to tell you all yesterday. Thank you for what you are going to do for Tumbat. They have been much distressed lately. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> and Hancho. Um who's Tum who's Tumbat? Tumbat is the village underneath the volcano of Tumba. Tumbat would be T U M A Yeah. T A Ah shoot. 
T U M B A T T. There it is. And then Tumba, as she points to the smoking mountain, uh, is what she pointed to. So a smoking mountain is called Tumba. T U M B A. And I look to the captain and I say, um, D, is, are we helping people? I thought we were just dropping a package. Uh, we are just dropping a package off, but from what I understand that's inside, it will be much help to the village. What are we dropping off? He kind of looks around the space, sees Maduma, and he kind of steps in closer with everybody. Uh, we're dropping off a weapon. Uh, it's to fight off some kind of monster that's been plaguing the village. Would it be possible that we could inspect the weapon? Uh, we could, but I generally try not to open things that aren't mine. And yeah, I'm gonna peek over at Drip real quick, like uh, so. This box. <laughs> I'm gonna glance back at him and kind of give him some eyebrows and give him a wink, and be like, "Oh." Oh, too right, Captain. We would never, we would never open anything that wasn't. And I put in quotes, ours. <laughs> Thank you, Drip, and Azarbo. I may consider opening it, <laughs> just a, just a little. Have you heard word about what creatures exactly are plaguing this village? I, Do we know anything about them? I so just so we're prepared. I don't know uh, anything much. Uh, the letters kind of <clears throat> moved through people, and I actually picked up the order in Miriam. Um, but Maduma, uh, do you know anything? And the, the lady uh, kind of once again steps forward. From what I understand that is happening in Tumbat, some type of fire snake has come down from the volcano. Has begun attacking and harassing the village, along like, with all types of other seeming fire spirits that now roam the jungles. Is it like a fire snake, like a dragon? No, it's. It was, if it was a dragon, I have a feeling I would have seen it fly over the village at some point. But no, it. Uh, it is no dragon, as far as I know. Thank Coralon that it is not. Um, I I move into Elvish, uh, from where I speak, to say, um, excuse me, Maduma. Um, I, I I guess we're here for a package drop off. Um, I don't know if we'll be fighting anyone, but I would like to know, just sidebar, uh, if there's any. Anything magical here? Any ancient ruins? Any duvalibrary tomes? Um, maybe some weapons? Uh, there are a few magical oddities across the island, yes. Uh, the greatest was probably a cave, I believe, by Tumbat um, when they first settled there. They settled near it. 
to have carvings inside the wall uh, in a language that none of us really knew. Um, if you are looking for books, maybe try going to Port Carter. They have a lot more business there, especially at the Fountain Market. A lot of oddities move through that place. Hmm, interesting. So, um, is there any way you could make me, you know, a rough map that has all these magic locations of your island? I'd like to inspect. I do not have a map of the island with me at the moment, but... Can we walk over and get one? I do not have one. But if you go to the general goods store uh, that Kali runs, maybe she has one inside. Can I bring it back to you and mark these places on the map? If Yes, if you must. Yes, I can mark them. Oh, oh, I must. Thank you for asking. Uh, pardon me, Maduma. Perhaps you could point us rather to a hunter who may have some extra hours rather than yourself. I'm sure you have much business. The best warrior in a village is Haku. He has been traveling around the island probably more than most of us. Well, outside of Elder Maga, of course. Then uh, I suppose we shall look for him. Where Do you know where he can be found now? Haku? Uh, he yes. is probably uh, in the temple for Koalan. He spends much of his time there discussing things with uh, other warriors and other elders of the vig uh, village. Thank you again, Maduma. Yes. Uh, Elder Maga, old fella, always by a tree. Yes, he does spend much time by uh, the Silver Oak. Uh, good to know. I heard he's quite wise. He is. He is much longer than most other half-elves ever do. Shall we uh, move to this store then? Well, um, let's grab a cart, put the uh, package on it, and that way we can pull it around. Okay. Uh, where is our package? Uh, uh, he points to the little warehouses off to the dock, which are mainly just like sheds, open-ended sheds with uh, canvas roofs just to kind of <clears throat> rain off. And uh, he makes his way over there, grabs a cart uh, that just has two handles on it, like a rickshaw and a pair of wheels. And he rolls it over and uh, did somebody give me a hand really fast. And uh, y'all get the, the long uh, box uh, put on to the cart. And uh, the captain kind of picks up both ends of the pegs. Um, I'll follow you. I'm. It seems like y'all have errands to run, so uh, let, let's get them done. Okay. Uh, to the store then. Uh, Petricoa, would you like to pull the cart or is it my turn? Uh, I can pull the cart. Thank you, Ajabo. Oh, uh, very well. Okay. And the captain hands over the. He was already in the position to carry it, but he swaps out with Petricor. To the store then. All right, um, give me an investigation check, Azarbo, as you try to find your way in this village. Oh, should have asked about that. Bummer. <laughs> Ooh, uh, a, a lovely two. 
you walk around on all you keep seeing are kind of round homes with canvas tops and you spend go up to one What's door, ask a question they're like no no that that way go to another door like oh yeah i found it and then you open it up somebody's home and they're like nope that way uh and you can definitely tell there's a mixed reaction as you as you move through these homes as you try to find Callie's general goods um, yeah. uh, of people either looking at you with straight um, prejudice uh, that they do not want you there besides just not being in their home but you this stranger in the village uh, but to some people that seem more receptive and more kind like oh I can see you're lost here I'll help you but you spend a you know solid 20, 30 minutes bumbling your way through, and eventually you do find a, a another round-looking home, much larger than the others, a sign coming off the top, written uh, Callie's General Goods. K-A-L-L-I, apostrophe S, Callie's. Okay. So... Uh, given the reception that we've received here, Mm, perhaps uh, someone not as furry as myself should lead? Don't you mean someone with more charisma? No, I mean someone who is not going to scare everyone. You have fangs as much as I have fangs. <laughs> oh, oh, I've got an idea. Uh, Brad, are there any are there any alleys or like places I can conceal myself? Not really. Uh, you, there is a platform um, with a couple of houses on it that you can like stand in between. But this is a very open uh, village. Are there a forest? Is there a forest nearby? <laughs> there is the jungle on the other side of the village wall. Okay, um, I'm gonna go climb the village wall. Uh, it's about thirty feet high. Cool. I'm gonna climb it. Okay. So, uh, you make your way all the way back through the village, um, cross across some uh, last few docks or uh, boardways that come up to the beach, and you walk up to this wall uh, that kind of goes straight up. You can definitely tell the wall is designed to keep whatever is in the jungle out. The bracings are all on this side. Uh, with cool pointed tops at the top of each of these long trunks cool how, how do you plan on getting over it well i'm gonna use the braces and i'm gonna climb on them and then jump over it all right give me an athletic check okay cool let's see 12 all right yeah you make it up it takes you a little time but you clamber your way over and then you slowly slide down. Uh, you are now uh, in between uh, the jungle and the wall. And as you look out, you can actually see more of these round homes with canvas roofing. Uh, and um, you can definitely tell there is now more of a village out here in this beginnings of the jungle. Uh, so wait, there's not like a door to get out here in the jungle? <laughs> there... There is a door, but I was assuming just like the nearest wall you kind of just went to. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, is there? Can I see anybody? Uh, give me a perception check. Eighteen. It is 
eerily quiet outside of the the sounds of nature, which you're familiar to, but you don't hear conversation, you don't hear footsteps, you don't hear the morning routine. It's fairly okay, void cool. of civilization. I'm going to cast Disguise Self on myself. Well, uh, right, self. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to make myself look like um, uh, a half-elf, uh, a young male half-elf, um, except he's like a little bit overweight. Okay. And uh, yeah. The human side of it. All right. So uh, <laughs> yeah. green energy kind of uh, shimmers and twists around you and you form. Uh, the illusion kicks in and now you look like a half elf. Okay, sweet. And now I'm going to climb back over the wall. All right. Uh, give me another athletics check. Okay, cool. 13. All right. Uh, better than last time. Um, you kind of wedge yourself, like get your hand in between two of these large trunks uh, that are acting as, you know, a segment of the wall and you uh, get yourself all the way up. Clipping issues, once again, as your hands aren't your hands. Uh, and you kind of float out on the other side of the wall. And you make your way back down. Cool. All right, guys. I've got a... Uh, <clears throat> right. Uh, hi. 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 Uh, my name is... Uh, <clears throat> my name is uh, Jack. Jack. See, this is my disguise. Guys, have y'all ever met Jack before? Who, who is this fellow? No, no, I met Drip, it's, Jack once. No, Drip, it's me. It's me. It's me. Oh, uh, <laughs> of course. I was just—I knew it was y'all along, but you're cool. Your disguises keep getting better and better. I really have to learn that trick. Can you? You said you teach me. You still have it. Oh, well, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know how I do it. <laughs> what? Well, you're it's just kind of a miraculous creature. All right, all right. So why am I dressed like this? Uh, I think, I think, so that we could get cheaper prices in the store because you're such a good uh, bargainer. Oh right, of course. Uh, yeah, this will work. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, can, you, can you lead us back to the to the store, Patrick? Yeah, of course. And I make my way to the store. What are we got? What are we gonna buy? Well, I need a map. All right, one map. Anything else anybody needs? Nope. No. Just a oh. just a map. If they have uh, crossbow bolts, you can ask for perhaps three of those. All right, I'm gonna need some money. Who has money that I can borrow to buy a map? Uh, I have money, I guess, because it's. For me, right. Um, I probably need a lot because maps are expensive. Yeah. I imagine he, he like pats himself down, trying to remember where he put that money. Um, how much money do I have? Uh, I don't know. That's something that I let you guys keep track of. Cool. <laughs> He's searching. He's searching. You roll it up, yeah. All oh, right, it's no big deal. I've got like ten gold anyway. It's no big deal. Uh, and I go into the general store. I have so many pockets. I'm sorry, Patrick. All right, um, call him Court, in. Yep, you, uh, Step into the general goods store. Um, you see a woman um, 
and you distinctly quickly recognize that she is a human and not a half elf as she is uh putting some sacks of some type of grain piling them up together and then kind of sweeping off the dust that kind of follows and she turns around i don't recognize you uh hi i am kali and she hi. puts out a hand my name's my name's jack jack uh, do you have maps here uh, yes yes i do uh, i'm kind of in, in a hurry and i need a map Yes, uh, and she looks around, um, pulls out a bamboo kind of looking tube, and uh, puts it up onto the countertop. Is this a map of the whole island? Yes, I, that's what I assumed they were going for. All right, how much is it? Yeah, for the whole map, um, 10 gold. All right, here you go, and I hand her 10 gold. Uh, thank you. That better be a really nice map, Petrichor. And then I take the map and I walk back outside. Um, Petrichor, did, did, you, did you retrieve what I wanted? Yeah, here's a map for you. And uh, I hand you a map. I want to unfurl it um, and see if it's actually this island. It is. <laughs> um, you can see written across the top is Kawat, uh, or sorry, is Kawi, and you can see in this. Um, uh, one lagoon to the east you can see the marked out location of uh, Kawat you can see down towards the southern end of the island there's kind of some mountains that raised and then one that obviously looks like has an opening at the top with smoke billing out of it uh, marked as Tumba and just down the, uh, those kind of slopes a little bit you see marked as Tumbat if you keep going down farther south uh, kind of in this big flat area of the island, you see uh, a village marked is called Langway, and then all the way back up and towards the east. Sorry, so Kawat is on the west of the island. Apologies. On the east side of the island, you see another large lagoon, uh, and marked on there, you see Port Carter. All right, seems legit. Thank you, Petrichor. You're welcome. And I dropped this guy's off. The with a green shimmer. He returns back to Petricor. Say, uh, this this won't take too long. Uh, I, I I gotta go get something marked on here, um, and then I head back to the old lady. Wait, wait, wait. Before... or to to the shipwright? Nope, to the Maduma. To, to Maduma. All right. We so... can go to Maduma, or we can go to Haku. Haku may know it better. Uh, I uh, I need. Maduma to mark on the map. But Haku is the one who's been all over the island. He can mark the map, and he already knows us a little bit, and we know where to find him. How about we do both? <laughs> one then the other. Sure. Captain? Well, all right, I'm going to start leading over to, to Maduma. All right, so to Maduma. Uh, you go back over to the ship right, and... Um... She once again is working on one of the sailboats, uh, kind of cleaning up an edge uh, with some tools. And she, ah, you are back. Uh, I assume you uh, got a map. Yes, yeah, I did the thing I said I would do, and so now I'm back. Um, can you mark a place real quick on this map, and we'll be leaving? Uh, yes, I will show you the place where that cave is. And she takes the map, pulls it out of its tube, unfurls it. 
uh, finds a marking tool that she uses for the wood and um, just uh, up the mountain from the marker where it has Tumbat, she kind of just <laughs> mark, makes a little X uh, and then hands it back to you. All right. Thank you so much. We'll be out of your hair now. Uh, and I furl it back up. I was like, all right, that's all I need. Mm, uh, you have a good day and a safe journey through the jungle. Be be cautious. Yep, thanks. And he walks away. Uh, I don't mean to press, but um, the day is starting to get away from us. I, I don't. I wouldn't say thirty minutes is much of a day, but yeah, yeah, we'll head we'll head to the next place. Well, uh, it's between all the moving about, you've started working your way through the morning. Okay. It's not noon uh, yet, but you're starting to to slowly start moving towards it. Yeah. Okay. So well, are are we done? I like I said, I don't want to take anybody away. They have an important errand to run, but... I'll work for you, Captain! <clears throat> uh, thank you, Patrickor. Yes. All right. Then it looks like we go. Uh, that map was actually a good, uh, a good call. Um, something thank that y'all had missed is that while uh, he... Y'all were talking about the map, the captain also went in and he made a purchase uh, through a little bit of thing uh there's like a little kid that ran out grabbed something came back handed it to him at the shop and he pulls out of his pocket a vial and petrichor catch and he tosses it to you i catch it uh you hold in your hand a small mason jar uh so it's about the size of your about the size of uh maybe a zarbo's fist um okay. inside is a thick uh pastel red liquid and as you kind of move it around in your hand, it is just very slow to shift and to move. Uh, and the captain's, it's a it's a potion for healing. In case anything happens out there, I thought you would be the one to hold on to that. In case anything went wrong. Oh, and I <clears throat> examine the mason jar carefully, and then I take the lid off of it, mm -hmm. and uh, I smell it. What does it smell like? It smells like uh, very, very sweet cherries. Almost a sickening sweet smell. Did, did you make this yourself, Captain? I didn't uh, know you make games. No, I, uh, I, while you were inside getting the map, I uh, asked if they had anything like this. Apparently the boy knows a herbalist in town and uh, picked one up for us. But uh, that was the last of my coin, so... All right, well, I appreciate it, Captain. I'll hang on to it and make sure it's safe. Uh, good, good. Off we, off we go, then. Uh, I found a really nice place where you can climb over the wall so you can get in the jungle if we need to. I think there's an entrance uh, to the jungle right over there. And he points, and you can now, if y'all all, like, lean uh, over, you can see just past the large silver oak tree in the Temple of Coralon is a gate wide enough for maybe like two carts to pass each other. Uh, and it is now um, a jar. There's one of the swinging doors now open to the jungle. Uh, I start to make my way there. Petrichor makes his way there. 
Yeah. Um, you uh, pull along the cart with the package strapped down. You make your way through the village, uh, and y'all come up to the gate. Um, once again, the captain just kind of steps ahead, holds out the parchment, the, the proof of what they're kind of doing, that this package is headed to Tumbat. And the two warriors, uh, in similar dress as Haku, uh, both carrying great swords, the hooked great swords, uh, stand aside, and y'all pass through the wall. And as y'all pass through, you see that there was more to the village that was up into the jungle, but now seems to be abandoned. The roofs, uh, the canvas roofs are begun to tear uh, and have holes eaten in them. And um, you kind of continue along the path, and uh, the captain asks for the map, opens it up, and gets an idea of where Tumbat is. And says, uh, we're probably going to be spending a night in the jungle. So, uh, just keep that in mind. If everybody's got a bedroll, that'll be good. Um, but we'll probably make it to about here today. And he points to a spot on the map you can see that uh, winds its way up to uh, Tumbat. And he starts on the, the trek. He, he starts following the trail. Does anybody have any requests or... Happy takes her shoes off, sticks them in her bag, and goes barefoot. She used to walking around in places like this. Okay. Uh, Zarbo would like to whip out the crossbow and go stealth and try and kind of go alongside a figure since Petricor's hauling the cart. They're not going full speed. Is that fair? Yeah, sure. Give me a stealth roll. Okay. Uh, that's going to be at 24. 24. Um, all right. I'll keep that in mind. Uh, Drip or Petricor, do you have anything that you want to do while you take the day to, to journey through the jungle? Hey, Drip, watch this. And I take one of my hands off of the cart and hold it out next to him. <clears throat> and uh, in my hands um, appear, just kind of with a... With a they, uh, they appear, a, a, a cluster of berries, a cluster of red berries. <laughs> you all eat one, they're really tasty. Uh, is this part of your, your, your little act you do for? You disguise your hand as berries? No, no, no. Eat one. I, I promise they're real. Uh, and I like slowly <laughs> grab, grab one and pop it in my mouth. And you recover one HP and you feel refreshed and are, are lo no longer hungry. Wow. This is, this is incredible. How do you know all of these abilities? Uh, I don't know, really. I just kind of make it up. Well, okay, here's how it happened. One day I was really hungry, and I was thinking about berries, and then uh, I took a nap, and I woke up with berries in my hand. And so now whenever I want berries, I just think about them. Wait, are these your berries from your pocket? Or did you do the trick again? Or... Wait, no, wait. But I use magic to conjure the berries. Huh. And I, like... I'd stop in the middle of the road and I close my eyes and I try to conjure berries in it, my hand. It takes a lot of practice and sometimes a nap. Yeah, I can't do it. You're holding this up. Let's go. What Come are you on. standing oh, there for? Okay, 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 okay. Seffy, want a berry? Are they poison berries? No, they're not poison berries, of course. They're actually really good. Sure. I'll take a berry. Oh, no, I feel bad. Oh, uh, Captain, okay. Ajabo, do you want a berry? Uh, I'll take a berry. Toss one to me. Well, okay, and I toss him a berry. 
He takes it, pops in his mouth. Azabo will continue to stealth. <laughs> Azabo, I know you're doing this. Wait, I know you're busy being sneaky, but do you want a berry? Maybe, maybe you could just save it for later for him. Well, they don't taste as good as they've been in your pocket. Well, I'm sure he won't mind that much. All right, fair enough. Now I continue on my way. Uh, mark off a spell slot for this, uh, the good berry. Is it good berry, right? Good berry, that is correct. Okay, for the good berry. Spell slot marked. All right. Uh, you continue on through the day. You take a break for not too long after y'all start, and you uh, eat down on some rations uh, for those who didn't eat a berry or just wanted to eat more food. Uh, and then you pick the cart back up and continue on your way. You can feel there is a gentle... Uh, uphill climb as you move through the very thick jungle you can uh, hear the sound of uh, croaking frogs and um, uh, the sound of you know insects buzzing and about uh, you spend most of the afternoon uh, walking along the trail um, slowly kind of going up the island uh, every now and then there's a tough part where you have to kind of team up and help Petragor uh, pull the cart kind of over some odd terrain. And then you make your way uh, into the, the afternoon. You can see now through the thick jungle canvas as the, or canopy, sorry, the thick jungle canopy as the sun begins to come down and you begin to near nightfall. I'm going to return to the group. And uh, I'll just get next to the captain there. So, uh, Captain, at what point are we going to cease for the evening? I figured when the sun goes down, we'll wait a little bit, probably go a little bit further, and then set up camp. So probably, and he kind of like looks about maybe another hour on the road. Okay. Uh, can I see if there's anything... Like, are there any critters around that are large enough where I could feasibly shoot them and then make them edible? Make a perception check. <gasps> uh, that's going to be 20. A 20. All right. As you uh, look through the jungle, um, you can see off in the distance uh, a bit of movement uh, move through the trees, a bit of a kind of like a rustle. And it's definitely larger than, um, you know, a, a rabbit uh, or a, a small animal. This is definitely game of something. Okay. You said how far off was it? Um, from where you were, probably about 50 feet. Oh, then, but I, it's obscured, I'm guessing? Yeah, it's obscured through the thick jungle uh, life. Okay, I would like to uh, stealth up on this thing. Yeah. Um, we'll say you've been holding on to your stealth roll, so... Okay. okay. As you um, move in closer and closer, uh, you can definitely now tell um, that this shape, whatever it is, is long. It, and it does not have fur. It, as you get closer and closer, the, the sign of scales um, on this creature... Uh, begin the show. Um, yeah, why not? I'm going to shoulder up a crossbow and uh, see if I can pin this thing. All right. 
One moment, I just want to double check something. Okay, alright. Um, give me an attack roll. Okay. Uh, 16. 16 will hit. Yes! Okay. Um, let's see, crossbow's gonna be. Uh, that's not great. That's gonna be seven for damage. Seven points of damage. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the um, crossbolt looses from the uh, from the crossbow and sails through the air, uh, makes its way past a few trees, and you watch as it embeds itself in these thick scales. And all of a sudden, the form it it kind of snaps together, loosens, and coils around, and you can see as a head. Uh, moves uh, through the branches and faces you a shape of a snake um, a tongue flicking out at you I want to shoot it again or wait how close is it at this point you've probably moved up to within 30 feet and it's going to respond after well that would have been a surprise round so um, roll, give me an initiative roll just you since you're the only one hunting at this point okay uh, it's going to be 10 okay it beat you out with an 18. So it will respond, Solid. cover the distance, and all y'all now hear from the side is the sound of uh, limbs snapping, vines getting moved aside, and the sound of a as a pair of teeth all of a sudden lunge for uh, a Zarbo. Where's a Zarbo? Oof. Uh, is that nat 20, Bummer? Yeah, that was a nat 20. <laughs> Okay. Can I get a constitution saving throw? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Bye-bye. And then a Zarbo died in the forest Ooh. alone. Uh, nat one. Natural one. Okay. Yep. Oh, dear. Should we go check out the sound? Oh, there? <laughs> Wait, yeah, this is a natural 20. Uh, nah, it only been on the attack. The, the poison wouldn't have gotten doubled because that wasn't part of it. Um, so you take, sense. uh, eight points of piercing damage and, okay. um, nine points of poison damage. Oh, shoot. Okay. And, okay, but you are not considered poisoned. All right. So that was its turn. All of a sudden it rushes you through the jungle and, uh, juts out, grabs you uh, kind of by the lower ribs and kind of yanks on you for a moment and releases. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go sword and board now, switching over, and <laughs> I'm going to bring it down on this dude's head. All right. Actually, yeah, I'll do that. That's going to be a go. 14. A 14 will hit. Okay, I'm going to need that. <laughs> It's gonna be five. Is that eleven? All right. As it as it's slowly releasing off of you, you pull out your scimitar from the side, grab onto the head, and cut it completely off. Nice. At oh. the sound of all that commotion, Safi runs into the to bushes to see what's going on. As you run up, you can see a giant snake, uh, its head slowly being pulled off of Azarbo's body. A body, the rest of the body cleaved away from it, 
off uh, is frantically uh, shifting and um, the nerves are still firing as it bounces around. <coughs> uh, uh, flops there uh, and it eventually settles. I don't, want, I, found... I don't like snakes. Oh my gosh. It is okay. I found us something to eat. Uh, okay. Well, I don't think I'll eat any of that, but I, I hope you enjoy it. And I just walk back. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to pick Ugh. up this thing and just uh, throw it over the shoulder and hopefully it's not spazzing too much and I'll walk back to the group with it. Every now and then you feel a twitch and this is kind of a drag behind you kind of thing. You can't wrap this up. This is considered a giant snake. Uh, it is a medium creature and so you kind of drag the whole thing behind you a little bit. Um, ah. The head was, I mean, probably the size of both of your fists. Okay, that's pretty large. Yeah, uh, when I get back um, to the group, then, <laughs> uh, Captain, would you mind if I put this um, on top of the cat? Well, I'm not the one pulling it, but uh, sure. Pet, uh, Petri, would you mind if I left Dina on top of the cat for us? What you got there, Zabo? Is it a snake? It is. How big is it? It is probably about um, nine feet long. Oh, fairly oh. thick. Are you gonna eat that? Do you think? Are you? It might be poisonous. Uh, I can assure you it is. But when you take off the head, you take away the venom. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. It's not that big. You can store it on the cart. Okay. I'm gonna flop it on top of the cart, <laughs> and uh, a little <laughs> kind of seeps over. Look. I'm gonna look over a drip and say, "It tastes just like chicken." Uh, sure it does. Are... <laughs> Sappy walks way in front of the cart at this point. Okay. As y'all go for a little bit longer after this, um, Azarbo kind of patting his chest every now and then, dealing with a little bit of blood loss. You make it to a location. The captain's like, I think this is about as far as we need to go tonight. And it is, the skies have turned a deep purple as the transition of night begins. And he uh, lead y'all off to the side a little bit and well this is the embarrassing part I uh, I don't camp much who, who can start the fire um, I can start a fire captain yeah, yeah I'd, like, I'd like to see that that sounds I, good I used to have a I, never mind. <laughs> that's not true <laughs> <laughs> What was that? So, uh, do I need to roll for it, Brad? Uh, no. If you know how to make a, okay. a fire, make a fire. Cool. Uh, Petrichor makes a large bonfire. Uh, finding <laughs> some branches, the remains of a tree trunk, and you pile it all together, and a glorious little bonfire for five is lit. Sweet. Uh, Petrichor, may I borrow one of your spears? Uh... You know, Zabo, I feel like you're always asking to borrow my spears, and I'm not really comfortable with it. Maybe uh, you can borrow my spear if I can borrow something that you own. Um, let us see. What do I have that you would want? Um, Still good insurance policy, eh? <laughs> uh, would you like to hold on to a grappling hook? What does it do? Um, you throw it, and it uh -huh. catches things, and then you can what? climb things more easily. Uh, I examine the grappling hook. 
It looks too big to catch fish with. What kind of creatures do you catch it with? You catch buildings with it. Buildings? <laughs> but there's no buildings. We're in the jungle. You could use it as a tree. Uh, pass. Okay. Um, would you like to hold my crossbow? Uh, all right. I want to make sure there are no bolts <laughs> visible <laughs> at all. <laughs> and hand him the crossbow. <laughs> and I hand you a spear. Thank you. And I'm going to skewer my snake and uh, kind of try and set up like a little, you know, spit with it, get like a branch in the ground and the spear over it so the snake is now roasting. Hi. Uh, you coil up like a nice old shish kebab. Uh, the the snake that you killed, um, put it over these uh, branches and you begin letting it sit over the fire. Um, Petricor, uh, this this might be a wonderful time for a little campfire song. Do you, do you think you can serenade us? Uh, well, all right. And I pull out my pan flute. Okay. Don't even uh, roll up. Per, per, per performance? Yeah, sure. Roll a performance for us. Let's see. Let's see what happens. It's not good. Uh, four. Um, with a few odd notes here and there, Petricor does eventually get out of tune. Uh, but nothing that you would write home about. He was like, oh, he played something. That's cool. Oh, it's technically a five. It's technically a five. <laughs> Wait, I am <laughs> Good, good. That's what he needed. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's inspiring stuff. Well, it's a it's a new song. I uh, I've been making it up. It's not really finished yet, though. You write new songs. That's inspiring. Right. What's this one called? Well, it's about a dragon. Uh, uh, and I, I'm singing in draconic. A dragon. Yeah. Um. So that's something that really resonates. Um, with Drip, because he understands Dracon. Okay, cool. Then you heard the following story <laughs> that I'm not making up right now. <laughs> um, it's about a dragon, and every day, the dragon flies over a village in the song. And the villagers um, praise it from on the ground, but they know nothing about it. And then one day, um, someone goes to explore... Uh, where the dragon lives, where it comes from. And he climbs a large mountain near the forest where he lives, and uh, he explores the cave of the dragon when the, ca when the dragon's not there. And that's when the song ends. It's not really finished yet. That's why the story doesn't have an ending. Um, I think in Draconic, um, Drip responds. Um, I think some of the notes were off, but that was still a beautiful story. You think so? And I want to uh, do an insight check um, <laughs> to see kind of his emotional state as he plays his tune. Okay. Yeah, give me an insight check. How insightful are you? Insightful enough to see my deepest, darkest secrets? I got a 12. Um... I think I think Matt did this one time, and he he opposed it with either. Yeah, I was about to say, don't 
tell me uh, whatever it is, either perception or deception, but roll. Uh, okay. Pretty much a charisma check. Um, and just <laughs> tell us the number. Oh, I got you already. I got you already. <laughs> Sucker. Um, Thirteen. Alright. Um, so what what kind of vibe is he getting off of you? Um, off of me you get uh you get uh uh, uh man, I I don't know. Let's see. Let me think about this. I mean you you beat the check, so what uh what kind of it's pretty much what persona are you giving off right now? Am I giving off yeah, I feel like he's okay, so I'll just be straight up with you. He's not trying to hide anything. And that's pretty apparent on his features. Um right. And uh, he's what he's feeling specifically is he's feeling like that, like uh, uh, that home. That home yeah. what, what is the what is the word? What is the word? Nostalgia. Nostalgia, yes, but it's wistfulness, maybe. Yeah, you also okay. Yeah, wistfulness, like uh, like he misses home. Mm. Homesick. That's the word I was thinking of. Sorry. Life. He's homesick. I was okay? like, there's, there's no he's way homesick. possibly this word that he's missing. <laughs> <laughs> I said half of it. Right? Yeah, so he's he's feeling homesick. And that's why he's singing the song. Also, also he, you feel kind of like while he's singing the song, that the song is... Uh, it's not necessarily something that's a true story. Mm. Do I get that feeling? I feel like you, you get that. It's yeah. Okay. Um, Rip responds by saying, um, "You you mentioned dragon before. Um, I, I don't know if if this is a metaphor um, or not, but I can tell it reminds you of something. Um, what what do you know about? You obviously speak draconic. What what do you know about?" Dragons. Well, uh, my people, there's a dragon that lives nearby my people. Um, on a mountain? On a mountain. Near you? Near me. Well, the song's not about me, Drip. Does he visit your village? Well, it's, well, I've heard that there's a dragon that lives in the mountains, but we don't see him anymore. Uh, I've never seen him. I've just heard stories. And it used to be that he'd come and visit the valley and... And and that's why my people know Draconic. And uh, we sing a lot of songs and tell a lot of stories in Draconic. Huh. Have you have you ever tried to visit the dragon's home? No, that'd be ridiculous, Drip. Oh, right. It's really far and dangerous, and if there's really a dragon, maybe he'd be mad if I came and visited him. Well, do you think I'd ever be able to go go to your home and... Visit your people? They sound very interesting. They have types of magic? I don't I don't know. You have dragons? I feel like you all understand me. Well, I don't think you like it very much there, Drip. There's not much there but trees and a lake. And a dragon's cave. Sefi, I think you'd like it. Are you still speaking draconic? No. <laughs> How much of that did I understand? Have we been speaking draconic this whole time? Yes. yes. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can hear Captain Lux off to the side. He's like, oh, they're one very multilingual group. I, wow. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Go on. Uh, 
Sheffy, I think it would be cool, and I, I say this in, right. in common. Or basic, what is it? Common. Common, common right? It's like <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Freaking Star Wars. All right. Um, I, think you, I think you would really like my home. There's lots of trees and a big lake. I do enjoy trees. And animals. What language were you speaking just now? Well, it's draconic. It's what dragons speak with. Man. Have you ever met a dragon? I haven't. Me neither. I kind of want to, though. There's supposed to be a dragon near where I live. And uh, my people right now, they're, uh, they're suffering because there's been a drought and now there's sickness. And that's why I came here to get a job so I could oh. send money home to take care of my family. But I was been I've been doing some thinking, and that's what made me write the song. That oh, you didn't you know. You wrote this, this song? Well, it's not very good, but <laughs> I liked it. Well, and only drip understood. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like. Maybe that. if you teach me some of the language, then I would better understand your song. Uh, I don't think I'm qualified to teach anyone anything <laughs> except for about trees. But I might drip. Yeah. It, as about, I was doing some thinking. You were talking to the to the person in charge about finding a home for your people. Yes. Well, I'm not in charge where I come from like you, but we, there's a big valley and there's lots of room and lots of extra trees and, and space in the valley where I come from. And you, you could bring your people there, uh, except there's a famine right now. A very attractive offer. But um, I will take it into consideration, and I will actually whip out anything I can do some writing on and do a little scribbling of notes like, Petrichor seems cool for settling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, drip, drip. I had an idea, and that's what made me write the song. Oh, uh, The person in the song, the story is about me, uh, except what? it hasn't happened yet. Oh, so it's, so it's more of a vision. Well, it's not a vision. I didn't have a vision. Well, I mean, it's like a... Right, anyway. Uh, I think if I went up into the dragons... If there really was a dragon there, I think he might have treasure, you know? And I don't know what the dragon is going to do with all the treasure because he never comes out. So maybe he's dead. And if he's dead, then when would there be lots of treasure left in his cave? And that sounds like something that... And then I could use the treasure to, to buy food for my people. Sounds like it could benefit both of us. Well, what are you going? Are you going to come with me? If, if you'd let me. Well, now I have to change the song. Well, you can keep the song, and have a different song, where we talk about a, this plan at a campfire. You know, it's really hard to rhyme in draconic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Drapim and the Zarbo, as y'all are sitting there, I think y'all have the highest passive perception. Um, you feel a th a bit of a thud on the ground, and then th th a few more thuds, and then it passes. Zarbo's gonna just start darting his head around and put his his claw up to his lip and do like the shush motion, and uh, is going to ask for his crossbow, like beckoning for the crossbow. Uh, not until I get my spear back. Thank you. It's Zarbo. a trade. Zarbo is rolling his eyes so far back in his head you can hear it grinding. And is <laughs> I'll trade you for something else. 
and is going to give the spear, it, take the snake off the spear, give it back to him, and then beckon more hastily for the crossbow. All right. <laughs> and I hand it to him. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm whispering, you know, Captain, did you hear that? Uh, no. Uh, what did you hear? Uh, something is large and something is moving around us. Like that snake? No. The snake would, I do not think, be as large as this. Did, did anyone else hear this? Anyone? What, what is there like a check for it? Like yeah, a, I, a I, if you want to make a perception check, you can. But uh, it was only Drabim and Azarbo who felt the ground kind of vibrate a bit. Um, yeah, can we roll perception to see if we start seeing anything in the dark? Yeah, sure. Make a perception check. Love me some dark vision. There go. It's going to be 14. I didn't see anything, and I eat another berry. <laughs> I got a 12. Zarbo, what was yours again? Sorry. Uh, 14. Okay. Um, you take a look around uh, into now the dark jungle, which is thick with vegetation so it's hard to see very far um, but you're not uh, seeing anything yet but you do feel now that everybody's on alert y'all do feel the ground the much this time much stronger a as some sounds like something is impacting the ground where's where's that coming from you can Wait. tell it is coming from uh from where y'all are sitting to the southeast. So you kind of all turn in that direction. But relatively sure. in the jungle, the direction is a bit monotonous. Uh, mm -hmm. There's kind of no landmarkings. Uh, yeah. Let's go check this out. Uh, and I stand up and begin to move. I'm going to do the same, move into stealthing now. Okay. Jump. Um or Drippeam, are you going uh, stealthily as well, or? Sure. Okay. Yeah, 20. Oh, nice. Dallas coach! No, what did it take? Uh, 22. I'd say we stealthy. It wasn't that. <laughs> it was a nat 20. But what's the, the total, even though it's a nat 20? Oh, right, yeah. Um, Isn't nat 20 auto success? It's yeah, but it's not twenty plus three, twenty three. No, unfortunately for a check, it's not an auto success because it's just a DC difficulty. So as y'all stealth, what? whatever tries to find you, its pat its perception has to beat that. Beat that. Um, Even if it's a nat twenty, I thought that I thought that like it's either auto pass and a plus one or one is auto fail. It depends on what like what's being contested, but since this is a a, a contest between, um, it 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 just creates the DC level. So you're now created a DC stealth check of twenty three, right? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So if a creature doesn't have you know that skill for perception or a high wisdom, even if it gets a nat twenty, I mean, still a nat twenty will probably be a, a success. It. Mm -hmm. There will be few things that a nat 20 for like a stealth check or something like that will be beaten. It'll probably be an auto success, but 
not. That's interesting. I never heard that. Sins. That's interesting. Cool. So, because even though they did get a nat twenty on their perception check, uh, whatever seems to be thudding around the uh, woods, um, still wasn't enough. As Drapim and Azarbo, you move your way through the jungle, very quietly, using that kind of cat-like paws that are uh, just very soft. Uh, you move through, and you now. Oh, about five feet away from you, you hear as a large t uh, frog now lands directly in front of you. Uh, you both almost yelp, but kind of keep it under as it pauses for a moment and looks around. You can see on top of the large frog with some type of saddle, another um, frog like humanoid this one now obviously stands uh, or, or sits erect uh, with wearing some type of garb of clothes uh, a hand on the rein sits on top of this frog uh, and is looking about trying to find anything and you see him with a spear point towards the large bonfire as three more um frog-like humanoids kind of t -t 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 uh, they land from their jump uh, next to him and you watch as the large frog begins to uh, a, to prepare a bound towards the campfire. Oh, okay. uh, Zarbo would like to stay quiet for just a moment and hold a spot. Um, how close are they to us? Uh, they landed right in front of your face. Uh, they're kind of a... Uh, you're just kind of like there's a bush layer between you and that frog as it's dipping low to prepare to jump. Are we between them and the campfire? Yes. Okay. Um, so whenever you're stealthed, can can you talk to someone else? I mean, as long as you're whispering. I, I mean, I wouldn't say you're like yelling out to anybody. Okay. Say, Azarba. Should we? What should we do? As you see how many there are, we should wait. When they get closer, we can surprise them, and then ones at the camp will find out very soon that giant frogs are there. This one's about to touch me. It's pretty close. <laughs> Leave him for but a moment. And it uh, pops up, and you watch as its whole body bounds through the, tree, uh, the, the canopy of vegetation and moves over y'all. And the uh, other frogs as well, uh, frog-like humanoids jump after it, and it's you hear it sail over you. And now people at the camp, you hear come crashing down a uh, on the other side of the road of y'all pulled off as a frog collides through a tree and down onto the ground, and three other frog-like humanoids <laughs> land nearby. And you hear one of them croak out, Capture them quickly. And now that we've heard that, can I take a shot with the crossbow? Uh, I was going to say with that roll initiative, but I will let Jack you damn it. You'll get a surprise round in since you I didn't technically say it first. All right. Roll initiative. Nat 20. So, so both of us get a surprise round? I would say that yeah, y'all were stealth. Y'all saw them. You could get something off before, before the round started. Cool. I mean, we did sort of kind of talk about it. We Sappy got a four. You have little legs. It's understandable. I know. So short. Pardon? I said so short. 
already. How many are there again, there Brad? There are three frog-like humanoids um, on their feet, and then a frog-like humanoid on top of a giant frog. So when you say giant, it how is big? considered a large creature. Oh, that's pretty big. That's like silhouette too. Okay, oh. so um, <laughs> anybody above a twenty? I got twenty-four. Dang boy! All right, anybody above a fifteen? Anybody? Oh, above I'm sorry, seventeen. So seventeen. Coach Core got a seventeen. All right, anybody above ten? Anybody above five? All right, anybody oh. above one? Yeah, that, that would be me and uh, Sammy. <laughs> okay. What Sammy you got roll? a four. Sammy got, got a four. Woo! And Drapeem got a what? Drip got a three. But I also got a surprise attack. So. <laughs> Here's casual. You're, you're, you know, you're flying casual. Super cash. Yeah. Super cash. All right. Okay. Um, how does initiative work when you get surprise rounds? Surprise round will be, round be anybody who has a surprise round gets a pretty much a full round to themselves, and then the normal initiative order starts. So technically, cool. it'll be Azarbo, and then Drip, and then we come back to the top of the round. Cool. Sounds good. So attack time for me. Yep, you have one attack. And so as you whip around, you can now see the frog facing away from you and towards the campfire. Uh, it's compatriots along with them, all carrying spears uh, of some sort. Okay, and the one that was on top of the giant frog was the one that spoke? Yes. Excellent. Okay, I am aiming for him. And it's going to be a 24. Uh, that will hit. Excellent. I'm going to take my... Where's my D10? It's oh, an eight. Here we go. That'll be fourteen. Fourteen. Oh. All right. And actually, while we're at it, can I? Can, yeah, I'm gonna do my uh, my second wind um, okay. as a bonus. Second I gotta roll. For, oh yeah. Okay. For, that's for health. Okay. So yeah. Just just using my fighter's ability there for that. So that should be a D10 plus uh, your fighter level, which is now... Two. Right. So that's going to be 11 points back. Wow, you're rolling well. Um, <laughs> all right, Drip, for your surprise turn. Right. Uh, for, so for my surprise turn, I am going to cast Sleep. Okay. So, uh, should I tell everyone what that means again? No, it's... Yeah, yeah, do sleep, because I don't think uh, we've uh, done that one in this one. Yeah, read it off for me. Okay. Um, the spell sends creatures into a magical slumber. Roll 5d8. The total is how many hit points of creatures the spell can affect. Creatures within 20 feet of a point you choose within range are affected in ascending order of their current hit points, ignoring unconscious creatures. Starting with the creatures... Creature that has the lowest current hit points, each creature affected by the spell falls unconscious. By until you end the spell, the sleeper takes damage, or someone uses an action to shake or slap the sleeper awake. Subtract each creature's hit points from the total before moving on to the creature with the next lowest hit points. Uh, undead, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so basically, I'm going to do that. All right, roll it up. So, um, 
Let me go ahead. It's an automatic hit, right? Or is there a DC or is there an attack roll to that? Auto hit. All right, cool. Yeah, so let me go ahead and grab these. D10, I guess the triangular looks. There's no more out here. That is a lot of dice. Yeah. I collect them. Driven all these. Just edit this out in post, right? Yeah, let me go. My goal is to have a dice bag as big as Laura Bailey's. Wow, that is a lot of dice. That's a prodigious dice bag. It really is. Good word. What do we get? He hasn't rolled. He hasn't rolled. He's just moving. He's, he's trying to find. He's trying to find the ones he needs. This one. Wow. I don't, I don't use these very. And then the shiny. I pick them up in every state we go to. One, two, three, four, five. Yep. I'll just send you a picture of the metal dice. Yeah. They're for bad players when I'm at a real table. I can just chuck them at them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two eights. That's good. 17? So what's the total? 25. Sorry. Come on, guys. 25. All right. So what, who are you starting with? It starts with the unconscious creature. Well, I mean, or, yeah. I mean it starts with the most hit point. Um, it'll be 20 feet from a point in the middle of, I mean, I don't want to affect my own people, so I'm going to make the cone around all the enemies. Okay. So is it a 20? Yeah. So it's a 25? Yep. Or a sphere? Or it's a, it's a circle, sphere, whatever you want to call it. Okay. So you kind of place it uh, a little bit ahead and you start, uh, the spell, uh, takes effect you watch as how many points did you say 25 25 all right the one to your perspective all the way to the right uh you watch as it all of a sudden list over and then fall on the ground uh asleep we'll find a little for that and then the one next to it as well uh you watch as it lean over and then fall down into the brush or into the vines of the jungle asleep Okay. All right, that was your action. Any bonus action? Um, for my bonus action, uh, I'd like to say, "Run, flee from us!" Okay. <laughs> All right, then it brings us to the top of the order. Back to the Zarbo. Okay, um, I'm gonna take another shot at the guy who's on the frog. I'm assuming he's still alive. Yeah, you watch as he's trying to dig out this bolt. By the way, Petrichor, you're on deck. Yes, okay. sir. Um, yeah, I'm shooting at him again. That's going to be a 12? Uh, that, I believe, will not hit. Okay. That will not hit. In that case, uh, yeah, I'm going to do that, and then I'm switching over to sword and board. All right. Um, okay, Petrichor. Your turn. As you watch as two frog-like humanoids that appear out of nowhere flop over, and you can hear one snore, another crossbow bolt fires through the air, uh, uh, sailing over the top of the large frog that is being ridden. What would you like to do? Hmm. Um, what are they posturing for? What? Like, what are they posturing for? What are they... Uh, what are they the last thing you heard croaked out was a spear being pointed at y'all and saying, capture them. 
In in common. In common. <laughs> Froggy hmm. common. Hmm. Okay. Um. Whoa, 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 whoa! No one needs to capture anyone. Is that is that what you're gonna do for your action? I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I say that. I don't know. Do they respond to it? Charisma check. <laughs> oh, yeah, give me a persuasion check or an intimidation check. Uh, you can use your action to, to try to make a diplomatic move if you'd like. Well, I just want to like, are they reacting to it? I don't want to make a diplomatic move. Well, I mean, they're hearing you, but they can't respond till their turn. Now we're kind of in the turn order. It's a little bit more structured, so it's kind of hard to tell. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, I guess I say that and then I throw a spear at one of them instead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, it just, it just doesn't make a lot of sense because, I don't know. Can you talk when it's not your turn? I try to keep it... I feel like even if I'm hitting someone, then someone else would still be able to talk. <laughs> no, please it's, don't. It's turn order, so it gets it's kind of really structured. and I try my best to keep it balanced and fair and trying to keep the conversation uh, okay. relatively one-sided. Otherwise you can get distracted in like a 30 minute discourse in like a one person's turn. Sure. So if you want to use your turn to try to talk with them on their following turn, they could respond or kind of, and then I can respond to them on my following turn. If, if if they break the, the, the cycle, if all of a sudden they go from not wanting Uh to kill you or capture you, we would break out of, it's just, it's just okay. It's just hard to know. Wait, I guess my 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 frustration with that. I'm not saying that I want to like make two rolls. I want to try and convince them to back down. But if I say something, I don't want to attack them unless I know that they're going to attack me, even after I've said whoa, whoa, whoa. Does that kind of make sense? All right, then give me a uh, persuasion or intimidation check. Okay, I'm not trying to intimidate them, so I guess persuasion. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm not trying to. I don't know. I'm not trying to get him to do anything though. Except stop attacking. I just want to see how they react. That is the thing. Um, persuasion, <clears throat> seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, they do not look like they're backing down. As the guy on the top angrily pulls out the bolt that is now in his back, uh, green blood dripping from it. You can kind of even through a uh, frog face, you can tell um, he's upset. Okay. Cool. Then I'd like to use my bonus action to Hunter's Mark that guy, and I'll right. pester him. All right, so you uh, put Hunter's Mark on him. Your instinct seems to follow him. Okay, uh, it'll actually be his turn now as he looks down, uh, and he can see uh, two of his um, compatriots are asleep. Uh, he lets out a croak, and you watch his throat kind of belch out and then come back in, and... He will make a. See how far he can move. Okay, yeah, he makes it. As the frog uh, that is being ridden rushes over, you watch as he makes a bite attack towards the captain, who has also drawn his sword. And that doesn't hit. As you watch as the the frog that's being ridden reaches down to try to to bite down on the captain the captain dodges out of the way and the frog that is on top the frog humanoid will make an attack um and that will hit 
Okay. Uh, you watch as now that the frog is leaned down low, the riding frog is leaned down low, the one that's on top reaches out with a spear and digs into uh, the bicep of Captain Lux, and he lets out a growl and uh, kind of dodges off to the side. Um, and then this one that is not asleep, seeing his friends and hearing the crossbow bolts, uh, the one, the only one that did not go to sleep will turn around uh, and he will make a attack at you, Azarbo, the one with the crossbow. <laughs> no more. There we go. Um, both his bite and his spear will land um, with a 19 and 18. Uh, 18 will not. The 18, oh, I'm sorry, that's 18 dice, so we'll add, he adds plus three to both of those. Dang. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so to do, wow, two ones. So a total of four points of piercing damage as a mouth uh, juts out towards you, uh, bites, uh, bites your ear as a spear uh, goes into your stomach. Thank you, may I have another? Hey, and what is there a DC for the sleeping frog humanoids? Um, or for them to wake up at all, or what? No, no DC. So they they're just asleep until something taps them awake. Uh, it's a slap or a shake, or if they take damage. Um, that's it. Okay. Then it is uh, Safina's turn. Safina's turn. Uh, Drip, you're on deck. Um, so Safi is completely taken off guard by these frogs coming out of the woods. And these frogs are massive. This is all flashing through her mind. And she's like, man, I wish I was something bigger to take care of these guys. Because she knows her little quarterstaff doesn't do much damage. Um, so in her fright, she uh, thinks of home and of... The, the, the creatures that could take on this frog-like beast. And um, she thinks of uh, the fierce tiger. And um, as she's thinking this, she feels the magic uh, wrap around her of the jungle, and she shifts into tiger form. Uh, you remember the tigers that used to stalk even the, the woods of Bramble. Um, kind of like more mountain lion tigers. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and they, you feel your bones shift, twist, your spine elongate, your teeth and jaw feel weird suddenly as you feel spiked fangs uh, pushing up against your lips. And then the next thing you know, you feel yourself on all fours looking a lot like Drip and Azarbo uh, with furry little hands and his claws kind of uh, retract and come back into your hands. All right, you have bonus action wild shaped to a tiger. Oh, that's a bonus action? Yep, you are circle the moon. You can bonus action wild shape. That's so nice. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna just... Eat a frog. Eat a frog. Jump to the one closest and attack it with my claws. I'll try to pounce. All right, so you're gonna try the pounce. Yeah. What does that say? You know, Savvy is still getting used to this tiger sword. Nice. Um, What is that? What do we add to it? So it'll be... Plus five. So she rolls an eight. She rolls an eight. Uh, Yes, that will not be enough. Um, As you jump towards the frog, 
you kind of misjudge the distance and just fall short as you make a either a claw or a bite attack because that was pounce. Yeah. All right, so that was your action and a little bit of your movement, uh, but you've now moved within melee range of the giant frog. Cool. So Stay on my ground. All right, so you're going to stay there. All right, uh, yep. Drapim, you're up. And Azarbo, you're on deck. Okay. As um, Drip sees um, Safi turn into a tiger, <laughs> he, uh, his, um, his demeanor steals uh, a little bit. He's, he's very excited. Um, he says, um, he says, oh, very cool, Safi, but look what I can do. Uh, and, he, and he points at the, um, the frog on top of the other frog, <laughs> yes, uh, double right frog, frog. Um, and he casts Charm Person. All right. Um, the wink and whimsy. He casts. Safi rolls her eyes, her tiger eyes. It huffs a little bit. Can tigers roll their eyes? Yes. Mm-hmm. I need you. I need you a Wikipedia page for that. <laughs> is it wisdom? All right. He rolled a thirteen for to beat that DC. What is it? Um. Let's say DC. Let's look. Yeah. Uh, thirteen. Ah. Yep. He beats it. So as you uh, cast out the charm person with uh, your lyrical voice, um, the frog becomes distracted for a moment, looks around for where the sound came from, shakes his head, uh, and resists uh, the magic. Okay. All right, so that was your action. Any bonus action or any movement? Uh, no. Okay. No, stay right All right, then back to the top of the order, Azarbo. Or, I'm right. sorry, the captain. The captain's at the bottom of the list. He rolled terribly. Wow. <laughs> Worse than Safi and Drift? Yes, actually. <laughs> um, captain's not having a good day. But, until now, because he rolled a 17 to hit. So he pulls out his uh, cutlass and makes a slash across the large toad, or the large frog um, that's being ridden to do some damage. And you watch as a uh, splash of green blood flies onto the fire pit that y'all are all kind of around. Uh, Petricor, Safina, and the captain is. All right, now back to uh, Azarbo. Okay. Um, I'm going to now go and attack this guy who's directly in front of me. And that's going to be 18. And sweet. Oh, heck yeah. Six on a six. So I'll take 12 on that. And then I'm actually going to use my action surge because why not? So I'm doubling down on this. Well, before you do that, you destroy oh. the guy that's in front of you. Never mind. I will. Yeah, screw it. I'll still use the action surge. That's good news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bolt up behind the guy who's right, like the frog riding the frog, and I'm going to swing at the rider again. At the rider? Yeah, the guy that I shot. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll say you can reach. Okay. That's going to be 11. An 11 will not hit. As you come up to Slash, he leans down a plank wooden shield, and the, the sword bounces off of it. Ah, dagnabbit. Okay, 
that was your movement action and bonus action. Um, Petricor, uh, you're up. <clears throat> uh, seeing that the the frogs don't want to want to want to talk, I will uh, hurl a spear, my spear, at the guy I hunted for, which I believe is riding the frog. Your favorite spear? And that is a. 23 to hit. That'll hit. Oh, I'm sorry. It's actually 25 to hit because I get the archery uh, allowed add right. two to it. Right, yeah, you took the so, archery yeah, fighting style. Cool. Yep, so cool your spear time. lands. Cool, cool. Sweet. Uh, it'll be eight damage. Okay. Plus hunter's mark, which does an extra D6. My apologies. Um, it'll do 20, I'm sorry, 13 damage. Wow. 20 damage. 20, dang, man. Oh, wow. Um, cool. So uh, uh, Petricor just uh, reels back and throws his spear at the at the guy riding the horse. And by the horse, I mean the giant frog. My apologies. <laughs> I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble right now. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of frogs. Uh, and uh, he's he, it, the spear just goes, he's on this larger creature. So the spear goes up hit the side of him, through his side, and pierces out the side of his neck on the other side. And uh, and he falls off. All right, yeah. So uh, you carry the guy off, and um, it falls over. You watch as the frog underneath bucks around as the guy limply hangs in the saddle, and eventually falls oh. off. And the 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 riding frog now seems kind of a little bit aimless. Okay. Um. And I believe I can move Hunter's mark uh, for free now and that he's dead. Is it a bonus action to move it? Yeah, yeah, for yeah, a bonus action. My apologies. Meaning not a spell slot. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. Um, are there any other frog minions? There just... are. There is the large frog that seems to be standing there aimlessly, and then the two that have fallen asleep. Uh, oh, that's it. Cool. I'll probably just move it to one of the guys that are asleep, just in case they wake up. Your instinct follows over to one of the sleeping frog humanoids. Um, that which is now re- coming to you that somebody spoke to you of bullywugs before and they described them as frog-like or toad-like humanoids. So these are bullywugs. Hmm. Are we out of combat now? Um, as of right now, let's see what the big frog does. It will continue its frenzy, and it's going to make a bite once more at the guy that slashed its legs. And it will miss uh, as he the frog tries to bite for the captain. The captain dances out of the way, and the bite um, just kind of grabs up some leaves. Uh, <laughs> Safina. Mm-hmm. It is your turn. Drapeem, you are on deck. Um... So I guess I'll attack the one who's still thrashing around like crazy. Okay, um, so you'll attack the big riding frog. Yeah, I'll try and pounce on him again. Oh, that was a little better. Um, 20. 20 will hit. Woo! And then 6 piercing damage. Oh, yeah. 1d10 plus 3. Yeah. Oh, and then, since I... Oh, wait. What did I say I was doing? Now with Does that pounce, count as counting? I think you need... 
movement with that, right? Yeah, a tiger has to move at least 20 feet towards the creature and then make an attack. Tracks. Okay, never mind. I'll just hit him. Okay. Alright, um, right, Dripim, it is your turn. Okay. Like, Hold on, everyone. Uh, back up! Uh, and, and I'll move towards this creature. Uh, and I'll stare at it with a hypnotic gaze. Okay. Um, when you choose this cool, your soft words and enchanted gaze can magically enthrall another creature. As a full action, choose one creature that you can see within two meters of you. If the target can see or hear you, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. I don't imagine it's very wise. I can sure wizard spell save DC or be charmed by you until the end of your next turn. That's cool. Charm creature speed drops to zero if this creature is incapacitated and visibly dazed. Um, on subsequent turns, you can use your full action to maintain this effect. Experience duration until the end of your turn. Um, or end of your next turn. However, the effect ends if you move more than two meters away from the creature, if the creature can either see or hear you, or if the creature takes damage. Once the effect ends, or if the creature succeeds on this initial saving throw against this effect, you can't use this feature on this creature again until you finish a long rest. Ooh. And he rolled an eight, by the way. So is you... Not good enough. Not good enough. As you kind of gum up, almost grab its head, look it in the eyes, uh, you watch as the, the creature... No, no, no. no. Hold on. I just do it from, from like, two meters away. I just start. I don't think Drip would come up on it. I feel like that's really weird. Yeah. Sorry. Where I've got you on the map right now, remember, these are all five-foot squares, so you have to be... That'd be five feet. Cool. Yeah. So, okay, you don't grab it by its head, but you kind of stay close enough, and it goes docile. Uh, the eyes seem to kind of relax a bit, the jaw coming a little bit loose, uh, no longer paying attention to the leg that is bleeding out or the claw marks that are now across its back. Guys, I have it, uh, <laughs> I, I have it taken care of. Please don't hurt it or else, uh, it'll start moving again. Safi shows him her paws and wiggles her claws at Drip. Like she's gonna... Maybe hit it, but no, she won't. Please don't. <laughs> I know you're taller now, but please don't. <laughs> and with the subdued toad, uh, sorry, frog and hand, we will call it there. Uh, <laughs> right. time. Good, good stopping point for tonight. Um, Thank you all so much for listening in. I hope you all are enjoying the adventures of the crew of the Harlequin as they explore Acleum. Uh, leave us comments. Hit that share button. Uh, we sure do appreciate it. Um, thank you all for listening. And until we see you next time, grab some dice, grab some friends, and roll up some fun. See you soon.